Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.tz Sam Townsend Music from samtownsendmusic.tz and I have to say it's another one, uh, boom, I'm straight in. You must be running out of more difficult options. This can only be what we spoke about on the last episode... The, uh, the little hoover, the dust devil, the Tasmanian devil. It must be Tasmania. Tasmania is not a country. Of course. Of course. Uh, Tanzania. Yes. Tanzania, yes. My skills only increase. Now, we sit here at 22 minutes past six UK time. I've just come out of my appearance on Rylan. The Rylan show on BBC Two, of course, just was broadcast about an hour ago. It was, yes. It went yes. very well, I thought. Wonderful. Great, you handled yourself with a plum. I wasn't, hand- the- I, I wasn't handling myself at the time. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> you came across very well, and uh, you plugged the podcast with a plum. I did, I du- a double plug. I think when Ryden realised that I was using the song choice as another plug mm. for the podcast, he, uh, he had a little bit of a laugh, a little bit of a laugh there, didn't he? He had a bit of a chuckle. I realised that he wasn't going to ask about our podcast and I knew I was no. only going to ba- have about a minute and a half or two minutes to talk so I had to cram on in oh man you were speaking first you've got to speak fast brother in, in this in this day and age you have been and you you did a very good job it was wonderful wonderful oh and in fact I checked about 20 minutes after your appearance on BBC Radio 2 and we had picked up our 250th follower on Twitter Oh, so that we just ticked over from two hundred and forty-nine earlier earlier today. Maybe an immediate um, response to the to the national broadcast of the podcast name could be a coincidence. It could be someone who who found you from the Ryland show uh, and us us. Well, us yes, us. So easy to refer to all of the socials as you. But it's not correct. I mean, it is. It's so easy to refer to me as the editor of the show, as the recorder of the show, as the man who runs the socials, as the man who makes all the radio appearances. (laughs) Yes, but hang on. I would have come onto the radio, but you strategically, and I'm starting to think you're trying to to push me to one side. I made sure you were at work. You strategically made sure I was at work when you recorded it. Now, you don't currently have a job. You're just jealous because because you've, <laughs> yeah, yes, you've got a job because you've got a job and I haven't and I have to go to work. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah. brother, soul, brother beyond. Mm. So that was great. Anywho. No, well, you say anywho, but I'm not finished talking about it yet. Um, okay. What I might do, well, what I'm going to do is contact the producer of the show to see if I can um, record that appearance and then pop it into the podcast. Mm. A podcast so, pop. Yeah, a, a, a little poddy pop. So hmm. one of two things will happen here. Either you will hear the clip from the Radio 2 show or you won't. Either way, I'm going to do, like, I'm, the next thing I say will be pretending that you have. Hmm. Okay, so, hey, get ready to listen to me on the Rylan Clark Neal show on BBC Radio 2. Right, it is that time of the week. Guess what? It's fan club party time. First up today on our fan club party is Ben. Afternoon, Ben. Hello, Ryan. How are you? It's a pleasure to speak to you. Oh, it's a pleasure to speak to you, Ben. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hive near Southampton. 
Oh, how lovely. How's the weather down there? Linda's, me mum's been moaning it's foggy here. It's flipping rubbish at the moment, mate. It's rubbish. It's rubbish at the minute. Come on, we want that spring weather. Ben, have you had a good week? You feeling good? Very good week, yeah. yeah. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. No complaints, your end. Right, Ben, this is Fan Club Party. You're here for a reason. Tell me, who are you a fan of? I am a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ryan. Oh, nice, nice choice. Tell me why. Uh, oh, the, the, the history that the band's got, going back to 1983, the, the musicianship, the, the, they're so creative musically. Um, the variety of stuff they play, like funk and ballads and rock, a little bit of disco in there sometimes. The times I've spent with my brother do, going to gigs and things, I just uh, you do, a, do a podcast with my brother about them. They're just a huge part of my life. You do a podcast about them? Yeah, yeah we've got a podcast uh, called Universally Speaking, all about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Amazing. So, oh, look, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to my show that love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They should check that one out. Um, yeah, yeah. We've been we're approaching our 50th show at the moment. Been going since about April 2019. And, yeah, we talk about all things chilies. A load of silliness as well. So, you know, even if you don't like the chilies, it's worth a listen, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not just for the lulls? Just for the lulls. How many times have you seen them? Seen them nine or ten times. We've been to Reading, Docklands, Wembley, Hyde Park normally go with my brother or friends um, been with my wife they're just incredible live fantastic spectacle amazing amazing well look seeing as you're such a big fan I think it's only fair that I get one of your favourite tracks on it it's probably a difficult decision but what song do you want me to play for you well I reckon given that the podcast is called Universally Speaking um, we'd love to hear the song <laughs> Universally Speaking if we can isn't that funny? Isn't it funny how that one worked out? Ben, consider your wish by command. Enjoy the track and you stay safe and you stay well and keep up with the podcast. And you. Thank you, Ryland. Take care, mate. Cheers. Screaming out there of my very, very loud appearance on the Ryland Clark Neil Show on BBC Radio 2. How did that sound to you, Sam? Absolutely wonderful. I thought you handed yourself with a plum. <laughs> I didn't handle myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That um, was wonderful. But I did get in a double plug. You did, and I think that's you know great work. And I, I should just should just say at this point that I checked Twitter just half an hour after your appearance. Mm. We had picked up our 250th follower on Twitter. Okay, now let's do the take where I didn't play the... Uh, I wasn't allowed to play the bit from the, uh, the Radio 2 show. And we'll go from there, shall we? Screaming out there of the last thing I said with nothing in between me saying the previous thing and this thing. Sam, you haven't heard that little clip of me on the Ryan and Clark Neal show. How was that? That was, to be honest, that was better than the version where we did have to listen to it again. Wowzers. Wow. Because there'll be some people that would think the original version is better where you do hear it. Mm, indeed. No, it was wonderful, and I must say you handled yourself with a plum. Oh, I must say, I didn't handle myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do like this kind of uh, rambling nonsense where we say, we say the same things over and over again. It's bants. On that point, uh, it is banter. It's banter. Do you know bants? Yeah, it means banter. I didn't know it either. Yeah, it's bants and rants. Now, on that point, I must oh, what make... What does that mean? Uh, well, it's banter and ranting. Oh. I'm sorry, oh, brother, yeah, if you don't know what bounce and rants mean. Bounce and rants means you are way off the uh, the pace. Well, the thing is, Ben, I don't rant, but mm. I do bant. Mm. Whereas I don't bant, but I do rant. Well, there you go. See, that's why we make such a good a good partnership. We're like um, we're like Jack Spratt and his wife. 
Oh, of course, we've talked about this before. Now, of course, famously, Jack Spratt could eat no fat, and Sam, his wife, could eat no... Lean. And so between the two of them, they licked the platter... They licked the platter clean. We are just going to quickly plug... uh, Podcast ambassador Dan Boyd is now writing for BGCP, Big Glasgow Comics page. He's doing uh, reviews for movies, graphic novels, games. It's all there. So, you name it. Yeah, on it. I will put the link on the show notes. So scroll on down, check it out. Check it, check it out. Because I, 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 I was indulging in a few of his reviews earlier in the week. They're excellent work. And very informative, particularly for someone like me who isn't necessarily as into that kind of thing as you are. Well, and yeah, it's right up my alley, and I've really been enjoying reading somebody else's thoughts about all the stuff that I really, really like. So uh, that's been yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah, check yeah, check it out. Fair. Now, also to say, a lot of the podcasts I listen to say, please put a review on iTunes or you, or whatever you listen to the show on, and they say it really does help. Now, I've never paid much attention to this. We've certainly right. never said it on ours. And I've we? certainly never paid any attention to it. Zero. However, I think maybe we should start. But they all do it, so it must mean something. So, yeah. going to say if you can put a review on iTunes or your podcatcher or however you listen to this, mm. uh, preferably a five star review. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's the last thing we want to do is encourage people to review the show who don't like it. Yeah, I mean, well, if they, if they don't like it, they presumably gave up on the don't. third time that I said I handled myself with a plum. <laughs> well, true, true. Well, I, and I'll say this, and this might not be relevant, but click like and subscribe. Oh, that's not relevant here, but it is relevant on YouTube. Yes, yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Okay, so if you do drop in a, um, a review, every so often we'll, we'll read one out. We had a nice no, one. No, we will, particularly the good ones. Yes, won't read this one. Terrible, terrible podcast. Yeah, couple of absolute cocks. One star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, this one was much better. It was. It's from Jesse. Say what via Apple Podcast in the states, and it says awesome. Five stars. My first episode was the John Frusciante emergency episode. One year later, this is now one of my favourite podcasts, and would definitely recommend it to anyone. Thumbs up. Mm. So that's, uh, and I have to say, that's lovely. And when we get though, that sort of thing, because we've never, we have never asked anyone to review or click like and subscribe. So when we do get the reviews, it is brilliant, and it it does genuinely make us feel good about ourselves and and the podcast. It does. We've never tried to be part of the gravy train. Oh God, no. And um, even though being part of the gravy train would be nice. Well, it w- I mean, I love gravy, so... Well, a, sponsor- a sponsorship from Bisto, for example, would be fantastic. Oh, man, that would be... I, I mean, as long as it's 5.4% Bisto, I- I'd be happy to drink it on the podcast. According to Urban Myth, if you're on that gravy train, you're, you're raking it in. Yeah, you're, you're sorted. But we've never been on that train. No, we haven't. We've never made the effort, have we? Or we've never felt as if we wanted to try and encourage people to... S- put reviews in or anything like that but it is very nice when it does happen and if you do want to do it by all means do currently i'm having to buy my own gravy okay today we're doing b-sides part three we're going from the old classic list on youtube which is venci joe the venci joe list spelt mm. v-e-n-c-i new word d-j-o 
We've used all of that previously. So yes. any, any timings we're taking are from those videos that are uploaded to that list. Hmm. Just FYI, yes. if, you, if you're listening to, um, that's for your information. If you're listening to the single off the officially released singles, um, they're going to be slightly Don't, off. I, I mean, I know people do take note of your timestamps, so I, I'm not going to, you know, belittle them. Good. Hmm. Right. I'm pretty pleased about that. <laughs> yeah, I was over the moon. We are skipping. We've done uh, 12 songs of Fenchy Joe's list so far. We have. We're skipping Runaway because it wasn't a B-side, which was the next one up. Uh, that What's was it doing on the list? Well, you know, I'm not going to start picking the bones out of Vinci Joe, but it was recorded right. in 2003 during the Great Hit Sessions, and it was released in 2006 as a bonus track on the iTunes release of By The Way, al- along with the Bicycle Song, which also yes. does, does pop up on the uh, Vinci Joe B-Sides list. But, we, you know, give him a bloody break. He's- it's B-Sides and bits and pieces, B-Sides and extras. There you go. So, but we're not going to talk about Runaway as it wasn't officially a B-side. No. Our first one to talk about is the song Time. Now, the accordion got in touch on, so- on the socials and said, fantastic, the, pre-chor- the pre-chorus? The pre-chorus is wonderful. Um, this was a hey, bar- are we going to listen to it first? Yes, we are, brother. I'm just doing the intro. <laughs> right. This was, by the way, the, B- by the way B-side. Um, on certain versions, including the UK, I've written... I don't really know what that mm. means, but that, that, that hopefully is factual. Mm. <laughs> it's bound to be. <laughs> okay. So, it is as far as I'm concerned. Shall we get into the, the song Time? The, by the way, B-side Time. I think it's about time. Oh, what? Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Here we come then, brother. Out of time. What did you make of that? I, that on that particular occasion, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was getting right into it. I was hammering away on the desk, loving it. However, oh, well, what did you, what? No, you, you know, you tell me. What did you make of it? I made a lot of it. So you complete your however challenge. Well, however, with a song like this, I I always like to play the game that we've played before. Why did it? Why didn't it make the album? Good game. Good game. The album in question, by the way. By the way, as we said. So, you know, why don't you think it was on there? Why do you think it wasn't on there? Uh, I think it wasn't on there because it feels like a few of these songs we're going to talk about today, disjointed. Yes. Great word. And, and, and apt, as far as I'm concerned, for this song. I could tell you agreed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's some great sections. Yeah, there's three different songs. Yeah, there's, there's some great sections. Okay, so my second question to you, if indeed I have already asked you a question, is what's your favourite section? I like the chorus. Yeah. All no, I like, the, thing is, the thing is, I like the... Um, I like, actually, I like all of the three sections. I just yeah. don't think they fit together particularly well. Yeah, that is the problem. 
I, I think there is a serious problem with at least two of the sections, and possibly three, where they sound similar to other songs on By The Way. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play Red Hot Chili Peppers' Bingo. Um, okay. uh, one of the songs that I think it sounds like is from Stadium. The other one is from By The Way. And it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> okay, what... what can, mean, you name, it, it, can you name the songs, or do you want me to go through them? Well, uh, well the, the first one that slaps me in the face is This Is The Place. Really? I didn't get that at all. Okay, what was your one? Well, the, uh, the beginning is 21st yeah. century. Uh, right, okay, now it's, put me in mind that this is the place. Oh, no, I think it's very, very similar to 21st century. 21st century has a four-chord turnaround, and this is just a two-chord thing, but it's very much... Boom, 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 bedalum, boom, 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 bedalum. Yeah, really, if you listen to this, and then 21st century... Mm. They're very, very similar. I, I have to so say... That can't be a reason why it didn't make, by the way, though. But it's interesting to see stuff that wasn't um, released as an album track where you get the same feel later on because there's very, very much, at, uh, in a minute, another bit that sounds exactly like another... Uh, well, exactly. I, I think we've touched on this before, haven't we? That they, they write so much material for each album. There's bound to be overlaps, and there is overlaps. You know, we've seen it before with um, Out of Range and a couple of the other B-sides that we've already Rivers covered. of Avalon. Yeah, you've got, they've got to make decisions. Well, they do make uh, decisions. They do. Well, they've got to. And, and part of that decision-making process has to be some of these songs sound very similar to each other. Yeah, well, at 110, for me, the, the most blatant... Well, 21st century reference for that, ver- that intro and verse is, is very, very strong for me. At 110... So, so, who do you think it was that pointed out that this song is, sounded too similar to a song that they were going to write in five years? To go <laughs> on? <laughs> well, I think it was John. <laughs> it probably was. It probably had already written 21st century, so it <laughs> started vetoing songs that sounded like it already. <laughs> we can't put this on, by the way. It was very similar to 21st century. And also, Josh must have been hanging around the sessions mm. as well, because at, at 110, they play, they play a bit from Look Around. It's yeah. the bit on Look Around. At 110, on this song, is very similar to the bit uh, on uh, Look Around, the bit, you know, please don't look right through me, it hurts my heart yeah, when you do yeah. that to me. So Josh yeah. popped in and said, look, please don't release this because we'll, we'll stick that on um, I'm with it's you. Gonna be, yeah, we're going to have problems in a, in a double album cycle. Hmm. Yeah. And they were like, well, you're not even in the band. <laughs> 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 and he said, oh, no, I, I know, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> but, but, God, was he a time traveller? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. And you've already referenced a, a time travel film earlier on in this episode when you said About Time. Yeah. Which is a film well worth watching. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so Josh from the Future came and vetoed this as an album track, is what we're saying. That's essentially what we've uncovered, yeah. Um, I don't know whether we should announce it on the podcast, but it seems like it might be too late. But, okay, so do you like this song? I like the three... Yeah, it's good, it's fine. It's three different songs. And I like all of the three bits. Yeah, I like the chorus. I think the chorus is good. Chorus is great. It's really bubbly. I don't actually quite know what's happening in the chorus instrument-wise. I think you've got a bubbly bass guitar in the left ear and then a a bubbly guitar in the right ear. I think that one's a bubbly drums. 
Well, the drums are bubbly, no doubt. Oh, I think you might be saying that because... Well, just because you said bubbly twice. <laughs> yeah, the power of three. <laughs> He's aware of the power of three. <laughs> That's right. But the snare drum in the choruses is a completely different sounding snare drum. It sounds to me like it's been like a sampled, a sample sound. So maybe a drum yeah. trigger to, to, to trigger that sample, or maybe they just patch that in manually. Who knows? Very different sound. It, it is, but I, I, I like it when Chad rides the wave of, of what John and Flea are doing. And I know at times, obviously, he's a, he's a driving force, but once he, when he gets on that, you know, that, that gravy train, he, mm. and, and he just rides along, it sounds so good. It sounds so natural, and that's, I think that's why I like the chorus a lot, because all of the elements are together working well. And yeah, the, swan, the vocal, I love the vocal, the, 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 I love the vocal, first of all, but I also love the, the lyrics. Yes, yeah, so do I. Because again, we're talking about time, about the concept. Interestingly, we start talking about time travel in a song called Time without thinking about that at all. But yeah, you're right, his delivery is brilliant. It's very one hot minute in its upfrontness, especially on what time. It's right up there. It's very, very powerful. He, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I, I, I just, for some reason, I, I just get straight, drawn straight to when he sings All Over the Under. Hmm. I love it. Analyse it. What does it mean? Well, it essentially means that he's all over hmm. the under. You've got it, brother. Great analysis. Now, talk about the bridge, because that's a, that's a completely different section again. Much more by the way in its, yeah. in its feel. Much more strummy from John. Get a bit of shaker in there. <sighs> Again, again, it's it's three or four different songs in one song. The interesting thing about it is is the changes between the the, the sections. Are, 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 they're all jarring, I find. So yeah, so but, do I. But sometimes when you listen to it, they're more jarring than others. That that particular time I was listening to it, I let, it flowed over me a bit more, and I didn't find it quite so jarring. However, I don't think you can get away from it. No, you can't. I think the more you listen to it, the more you listen to it, the less jarring it gets, I think, on this one. I think we'll listen to songs later on down the road that you, know, you don't lose the jarring feel. Again, this is something that is prevalent within Chili's B-sides. One of the reasons why decent songs don't make it is because they're not quite there, are they? They're not quite complete. There's good elements that don't, that don't quite get rounded off in the same way as the album tracks do. Sometimes I think that's because they just decide they're not going to get on the album, and so you have a really good, a yeah, high quality demo. Yeah, it's more it's more than a demo, but it's yeah. not going to get polished to the point where it's an album track. And so what you hear is things that are, you know, a couple of more layers might have gone on it if yeah. they were going to keep pursuing it. But because they're going to say, yeah, it'll probably be a beast. It's not going to make it. Yeah, mm. they don't they don't put the, that final polish onto it. Having said okay, that, so here's, here's, here's a question for you then. Would you rather live in a world that, where you knew about these songs and you had them as points of reference, minus the polish, or a world where they didn't release them because they weren't polished? Oh, the world where you've got them as points of reference and a lot of them are great songs. Uh, but uh, I, I love that reference and I don't mind the lack of polish because I have an understanding of why that might be the case. Fine. And also, there is so many quality, really great tunes. Mm. Going through the Venture Joe list, we're only 
we're less than halfway through it and this is the third episode about b-sides and yeah. we're just using one person's list that we randomly picked off youtube here's another 21st century callback the solo at the end is is in in structure and theory so similar to the 21st century solo the outro solo that it might as well be the 21st century outro solo I know that 21st century was a few years later and that you know these songs what I guess as a as a as a musician as a player so to speak hmm. if you come up with something that you like but it doesn't make the cut you're bound aren't you you're bound to say okay it's not made it this time but I'll keep it in the back pocket hmm. well I don't have a problem with it and John's got a massive back pocket because a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that happens... Well, the band's got a big back pocket. Because just here, we've got two things that didn't make the cut for By The Way, but were recycled later on down the line. Because yeah. that, that bass line for this part that sounds like uh, Look Around is pretty much the same bass line that Flea plays on Look Around, the Please Don't Look Right Through Me part. This yeah. guitar solo is pretty much the same guitar solo that John plays on 21st Century. The idea of starting on a root note playing a little bit of a fill and then going back to the root note. On this song, he, um, he starts off with the root note higher, plays some licks, and then goes to the lower. He, I think he plays that like, like four times round, then goes lower mm. and plays four times round, and the song finishes. Whereas on 21st Century, he kind of builds it more naturally, which is to start lower as the mm. root note, and then he goes up four times round on the higher root note. And 21st Century solo is a lot more busy, but it's it's very very much the same idea, and I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right there, brother. If you've got a good Bouncy. idea, yeah. If you've got a good idea and it's not being released on an album, stick it on a, you know. Because as we all know, ideas are finite. So if you've got a good one, save it for later. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're right, and it's very very difficult. If you're going to churn out this number of songs and you're the same four people, there's yeah. there's only so many ideas that you can have. Well, there is, and there, there, I mean, there's only so many combinations of, of everything that you can throw together, but that's where they're so good, because even songs that sound similar to other songs on the album still offer up something different. Agreed. And these B-sides are, far, out of the six songs we're going to do, five out of the six are quality, quality songs. Yeah, I mean, one of them in particular, Hull, has... Uh, some some truly world class ingredients. Really, what are they? Uh, the chorus. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You're not going to Hang on. The song's got some truly world class ingredients. Yeah. But that you've just said one ingredient. Well, one ingredient in particular shines out. We just said the verse. Well, I just said the chorus. Yeah, but you said ingredients, then gave me one ingredient. Well, I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't realise you were going to ask me that. And I, 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 you know, <laughs> I've, really, I've really pinned you down on this put, one. You put me on the spot. I, I shouldn't have said ingredients. I should have said ingredient. Yeah, <laughs> you should have. <laughs> right, and that's disgusted me, so we'll move on to the next song. Yeah, well, can I just say, I really wanted to say, I don't like the way this one says time during the solo. I, I think it's... Is it's not good. Okay, fine. So I just like to hit. I just well, I just think the solo's decent. Yeah. And him saying time with a bit of reverb on, or whatever it is, doesn't do it for you, does it? No. No. Would you say that's an ingredient you could have done without? Well, I'd go further than that. I'd say that's an ingredient I could have done without. 
as we come out of lately, Sam. Good, good lip noise. Tell me who you're sponsored by this week. Oh, Christ. Big sponsorship deal. My favourite brewery is Beavertown came in again. Oh, you do love a bit of Beavertown, don't you? I do, I do. I've got, uh, they, they kindly provided me with eight cans of Gamma Ray, which is an American pale ale, 5.4. Wow. And it's delicious. Enjoy him making sense now, people, because in an hour's time, he'll be shit-faced. Okay, so I'm going to try some live on air. Do, do, do. Um, I, I love their artwork, so here it goes. It, to the mouth and down into the area. The gullet and then the stomach. It's smooth. It's quite fizzy in terms of um, overall mouthfeel, but it it's... Um, Citrusy and delightful, I would say. I mean, Overcarbonated. I don't, to, I don't know how to um, talk about beer other than just to say that it's bloody delightful. Yeah, bloody good, bloody delightful, and gets you where you need to be. Bloody good shit, and it will get you off your tits. Lovely stuff there. I'm sure that's Beaver Town's new slogan: bloody good shit, and it'll get you off your tits. <laughs> yeah, but they came in. You know, they came in for me again, so can't knock them. Fair play, fair play. I'm sponsored by. One, uh, an enduring sponsor, lovely few cans of Carling, sent from Tesco's. Yes. I say sent from, I went and got them. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only thing they, they no, insisted no, sent upon. from Carling via Tesco's. That's yeah, the only, works, the only thing Tesco's uh, insisted on was that I paid for them. Well, no, I know, but that's, um, you know, that's part of the reverse sponsorship that we, we have with these companies. It's lovely to, it's lovely to see every time that I go through the checkout and, you know, th- often checkout people say, oh, you're sponsored by them. So, yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah. I do a, ch- a Chili's podcast. I'm sponsored by these people. Oh, God. I mean, they say that about everything I buy and when I do a full weekly shop, it takes a long time. Hey, you're sponsored by Broccoli. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do a Chili Peppers yeah. podcast. I'm sponsored by yes. Broccoli. <laughs> you're sponsored by Frozen Peas. That's right. Yes, I am. I do a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. I'm sponsored by Frozen Peas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These, pe- these petty pois are paying for my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm also sponsored by, as you can hear, the last few Skittles in a, in a, in yeah, a bucket. Large, a large plastic bucket, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to have to... Either they're going to have to respond to me, or I'm going to have to go to one stop in the morning and get some more. Well, I'm also sponsored for the first time by a non-liquid sponsor. Talk to me, brother. And it's that... not one of your animals, is it? Yes. <laughs> is, is it the pelican? No, it's not the pelican. It's the gorilla. Now, for some reason, I, they started sending me these, but I've taken quite a liking to them. And uh, these are Schlesch plastic animals. I'm a 39-year-old man, and yet I've got quite a collection now. They sit on my desk. And uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, which I can't imagine many people are, Schlesch make a very lifelike and detailed plastic animal. Yeah, well, that's why you're into them as, the, as a 39-year-old. They're not kiddies' toys. They're, they're quality bits of kit. Because how, right. how much did the gorilla cost? That gorilla was £9. Yeah, that's not pocket money. Well, or maybe it is, I don't know. Neither of us have got it kids. these days. £9 pounds pocket money? Te- Hello? Not was that, per week, surely. Was that, Schlesch, only... was that Schlesch coming in on your phone? That was Schlesch on the phone. I'll just turn this down. So they're, 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 Here comes again, the cuckoo. Is... No, the cuckoo won't, won't sound off. But yeah, so if you are anyone who wants to get into collecting toys, mm. uh, Schlesch are the way to go. 
Anyway, Schlesher have got enough bloody airtime today. Yes. We, we've just listened to Lately. It's a Danny California B-side. Not only is it that, it was also on the iTunes EP, the Danny California EP, that also included Danny California. A million Miles of Water and Whatever We Want. And so those three songs, Whatever We Want, Lately and Million Miles of Water, are all going to be reviewed by us today. Let's start by playing the game, Do You Think This Song Should Have Made The Album? It's a strong contender. Well, actually, probably, yeah, because there's worse songs on Stadium than this. Well, let, let's play the game, Why Didn't It Make The Album? And you, you ask me that question, and I'll answer it honestly and truthfully. Okay, so... the same thing. So you've got a game that you want... Basically, you want to say something, and you're trying to get me to ask you the perfect question. That's right. <laughs> okay. Why didn't it make the album? Ben, I'll be honest with you. I think it's because they made a mistake. Oh, it's a mistake in this man's view. Why was it a mistake? Firstly, one of the reasons why these, a lot of these B-sides didn't make the album is because they sound too much like something else on the album. Go on. I don't think you can level that out lately. You can't, and you're banging away, so it must be true. Secondly, the verses are catchy, albeit a little bit, you know, kitsch. You could level a lot of um, accusations at the verse of this song, but I don't think kitsch is one of them. Okay, fine. Pick another describing word. I can't remember what the describing word is. It must be like... <laughs> Adjective. Go on. Um, well, all right. Can, can, we, can we delete that out? No, delete nothing. <laughs> it's in, delete nothing. <laughs> it's in, brother. Um, what I like about the verses is yes. you've got a lovely acoustic guitar in the right ear. It sounds like a 12-string guitar. And Flea mm. is playing exactly matched to what John is playing, or vice versa. It's such a cool, cool start. And the swan sounds great as well. He does, no doubt. Uh, during the, you know, when I tweeted out that we were talking about this, Jonathan Tarpley was in, in touch, and I sent to him, there's gold in yonder hills. And I've written down, here's a nugget, because this is a nugget of gold out of those hills that, that are, you know, across the way, yonder. Going into the pre-chorus section, it's a fantastic section. You've got the swan. It's on 29 seconds, so you're really into it very quickly. You've got the swan singing about California, California mountains. Well, I suppose that's maybe a reason why it didn't make it. Well, we're on familiar territory, though, aren't we? Oh, fuck me, yeah. You've got a lovely bit of light tremolo on the guitar in the left ear. Uh, you've got Flea. Oh, it, it really works, this little section, this pre-chorus section. Because John comes in, plays that guitar bit, and then Flea pumps out seven notes and then steps up. Bum, 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 ba-dum. Chaz playing the offbeat crash cymbal. It really, really works. The, re the repetition of the phrase, get it on, um, reminds me of the Spice Girls song, To Become One, obviously. <laughs> of course, and maybe that's why it didn't make it. Well, I mean, oh, they're, 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 again, the Mel C connection. Well, there are only two reasons why this song wouldn't have made it. Firstly, is because he says California again. And secondly, is because it sounds too much like To Become One. Mel C vetoed it. Yeah. Cripes. And that is, that's, of course, why they could never, ever release their other song, Viva Forever. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think what's the, what they should do is, is team up with the Spice Girls and, and re-release Two Become One as a single with this as the B-side. That would be fantastic. Get it on. Get it on. Yeah, brilliant. That would <laughs> really work. With John singing the higher. The other, Get it on. Get it on. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, solo one is a nice... Because there's a couple of little just single note solos here. It's a really yeah. lovely oh, yeah. guitar sound. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and that's why it's such a shame that it's not on the album because I, I just think it's got so much to give that isn't all otherwise there on the album. And that, like you say, those guitar sounds in the in, almost in the background, aren't they? Are just yeah. wonderful. Sam, it, I've written down the word plaintive. Christ, are you a, a legal, a legal man? <laughs> no, not plaintive. Are you a lawyer? Not plaintive. Plaintive. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, fine. Well, as you know, I am a lawyer. We I thought you were going to sue me. Well, again, we're back in the dock, my lud. Mm. Send, send, send John Frusciante down for being too plaintiff. Oh, Christ. But you lovely, lovely. Anyway. Yes, yes. Well, well, I don't want to send him down. No, 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 don't. Not no, now. Especially not now. He's just rejoined. We're so close. <laughs> we're so <laughs> yeah. close. Oh, my God. We say, imagine if we were the people that sent John down so the album wasn't released. God, I don't think we'd ever live it down. There'd be vitriol on the socials, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we move into verse two. John keeps playing that subtle lead. So he's played that little break, that little solo, and then that mm. carries on over. When the chorus, the pre-chorus, I'm calling it now, the second pre-chorus comes in, John is singing. He's doing a bit more backing on the get along, get it on, switch it up, get it on, and then he hits the high falsettos which lead into the chorus. It's classic for Shante. <laughs> it's classic for Shante. That's the, that's the good thing about classic for Shante. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so good. And what, to, what do you think about the chorus then? If I call you lately. Well, that's, that's the thing. For me, the chorus is where this song is uh, potentially at its strongest. It's, mm, it's, a, it's a real... It turns it into a real anthem. It does. Yeah, that's a so, great word. I think I, I I actually truly believe that this this was a bad a bad judgment call by the shitties. I don't know why they made it. Well, we do, of course. It's the Spice Girls problem. Hmm. But you know, if you are going to pay tribute to the Spice Girls so blatantly, you should really follow it through and put it on the album. Well, the problem was, I think that the band said to the Swan, "We've already done a Spice Girls song on Californication." We can't have another Spice Girls-based song on, by the way, or as we know it, more technically, Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that's right. Well, the, the thing is, they, like us, uh, sometimes don't know which album they're talking about. <laughs> well, you've had a Mick Remes, of course, on Californication, which is about Melson. Yeah, I know, but I mean, come on. All right, the Swan talks about California constantly, and, and maybe that's a problem. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's. I'm taking that off the uh, the page or off the table as why it was vetoed, because he talks about it all the time. It so does. They don't have a <laughs> do problem you, with it. Do you think when you're t when you're just talking to the Swan in general conversations, California? <laughs> say, hi Ben. How, how are you doing? I was. Um, you know, I, I went to, to, the, to the races the other day and uh, had a lovely time, California. 
And uh, yeah, or he might say, uh, well, I'm just going to the studio to record a new album with John. He's just come back to California and uh, re- <laughs> really looking forward to, you know, getting some new tracks down with him. California. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, I just I could I could just see you know the band are, are playing away and they're thinking yeah this, we've got this down this sounds absolutely brilliant definitely an album track. The Swans doing his vocals are thinking it sounds brilliant and so far he hasn't said California which means we can definitely put it on the album. Yeah. And then he drops the C bomb and they're like no okay it's gone we've lost another absolute jewel in the crown. You see in the context of um, in the Red Hot Chili Peppers world in the internal band world the C bomb doesn't mean what everyone else takes it to mean. <laughs> no that's right. <laughs> it means something completely if only, different. If only he, yeah exactly if he said the C bomb it wouldn't be so bad. He slips it in on uh, Get On Top didn't he? Just put yeah just put a parental guidance sticker on it and you're fine. Job done. But if you put California, what they should all come with, all the albums, is a California warning sticker. Yeah. <laughs> this album contains multiple references to California. This, this album called Californication uh, may <laughs> oh, yeah. contain references to California. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great chorus. <laughs> oh, it is. It is brilliant. And uh, this wasn't even the one that I was talking about earlier when I said it had a wonderful ingredient. No, well, you said it was the chorus. And it really is a great It chorus. wasn't this song, though. No. This is, a, this is another song where I think if they were going to... It needs another polish, it needs another pass, a couple of passes, to get it to yeah. al- album level. But this could have been on Stadium Arcadium. This oh, could have been on Stadium God. Arcadium. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I think if it had been on Stadium Arcadium, it... I don't... What I mean to say here is the the one song that it it reminds me of, and it's not necessarily anything like it, is um, "Fade Away Like an Ocean Liner." Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're going to call it, or we're going to call it? We're going to call it. She looks to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Well, uh, I, I, let's... <laughs> you can't just. Cry. You can't just. <laughs> You can't just call. <laughs> you can't just call a song by a word or a line. Otherwise, we could call them all California. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I, but I don't think it's anything like she looks to me. But it just—it reminds me a bit of it. Just maybe in terms of its overall the vibe, the vibe, the yeah, vibe. Yeah, the vibe. Yeah. Coming out into that last big outro verse, it's great because everything they did do a bit of polishing. Well, here because everything is heightened compared to this one the drums are louder there's lead guitar the swans louder it's it's just such a so, good song well do you think that's an indication that it was possibly closer to making the album than some of the others yes <laughs> yeah, yes it does hmm. i do too good well that's that's confirmation that this one was a little bit closer than some of the others um, and, and, that, and no wonder, because it, it really is a great song. And may I just say, Vinci Voshi, Vin, uh, uh, Vinci Joe, Vinci Joe, that um, the picture for this particular song is quite oh, yeah. lovely. Oh, and it is nice, isn't it? Yeah, you've got the swan on the far right with his slightly up tilted chin, which is classic swan. Yeah, um, but he's looking very happy. John looks absolutely glorious. He's got his lustrous hair, a lovely smile on his face. He's got his arm around the swan, 
and Flea's in the middle, smiling away, and then Chad is doing something other than smiling. But it's a lovely picture. It really is. So if you get the chance to check it out, please do California. Here we come then, Sam, out of How Strong. It's another side B-side. Again, Jonathan Tarpley on Insta said, whilst doing his homework for this episode, some of this stuff funky as fuck. Sorry, I read that badly. I was going to say some of this stuff is funky as fuck. Some of this stuff's funky as fuck. What do you make of that? Because there's heroically great points to that song. I enjoy listening to it this time. I enjoyed it. Traditionally speaking, it's not been one of my favourite B-sides. Um, but I do think that more than any of the other B-sides that we're going to talk about tonight, it harks back to One Hot Minute a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, well, I think it's got that bass effect on it that sounds, A, a bit like Falling Into Grace, and B, Mm. a bit like The Middle of Coffee Shop. Yes, and C, I think the Swan's vocal delivery here is more One Hot Minute than anything else. that, that, that we're going to hear tonight but particularly uh, for me it just you know it, it reminds me of one hot minute um even though of course it's 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 not a it's certainly not a one hot minute b-side and it's some years after one hot minute factually you're correct on both counts there yeah of course i think there's two bass guitars here throughout the uh, the verses the intro and that, that section of the song because you've got that guitar that's playing the kind of envelope filtery sound the coffee shop mm. the falling into grace sound and dan bogosian in the wonderful book that we all recommend that you buy rhcp uh, frequently asked questions yes that's right faqs if you will exactly and in fact he did we'll give it its full title I, all i've got to do is reach out and it's in hand i just reached out Red Hot Chili Peppers, FAQ, all that's left to know about the world's best-selling alternative band by Dan Bogosian. Great book, pick it up. He says in that that Coffee Shop was played on a, a baseball, a, a, a pedal called the baseball, or baseballs, actually. So the Coffee Shop was originally called Baseballs. And that's definitely got that vibe, that sound across this song. But it's also yeah. got a very, very low... It sounds to me like it's a five-string bass because it's got that low open note every so often. It's ba da da It has that sort of extra bass depth, doesn't it? That it does. I might, I might be wrong. He might be play- It doesn't sound to me like he's playing an either an open D on a four-string bass, which is which is a bit too sounds too high for that, or the fifth fret of the A string, which is a D. Mm. It, it sounds like a. Anyone knows? Get in touch. Was that a something's going race? on? Okay, but let, let's get down to the the, the, the nitty gritty. Why didn't it make the album? It's boring. Yeah, yeah, it's repetitive. It drags on too long, doesn't it? 
Yeah. You know, there's only so many times that the swan can say, how strong is my love? How wrong can it be? He sounds great. I've written down, how strong is my love? The swan asks. And I've put, how strong is his voice? Hmm. Mega question strong. Question mark. Well, I didn't or even put that, a question is mark. Is implied? And he no, didn't put it. It's a statement. Can that be a statement if it starts with how? <laughs> Difficult to know. This is... Uh, we're getting into um, grammatical this is, this is, areas we here. We are, really. We're going back, to, going back to, to high school. Or if you're from the UK, secondary school. Um, we're, like, we're like the pink ladies, aren't we, from Greece. We rule the school. <laughs> well, some people have said that. Not many, but some. Well, just me. <laughs> Namely you, yeah. But yeah, no, it is. It's repetitive. It's, it's possibly could be considered boring. Um, it dra- I think it that's drags. possibly a bit strong. It drags, man. Yeah, it drags, but I like the overall vibe. I like the groove. I'd, so do I, but just chop out a minute. This one yeah. doesn't need to say that same thing over and over again so much. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm with you on this. And I think this is certainly a B-side that we can say didn't deserve to make the album. There's better better songs on the album. Oh, so. there's loads. There's miles better songs. It's got some great stuff, though. The vibe, the groove is great. The, yeah, swan, it, the swan sounds great. It, 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 the integrity of the song is, is not in question. It just doesn't quite make the cut. And I, it probably disappointed them. That, you know, they, they, they may well have had a soft spot for this because I bet they love playing it. They could get down to this all day long and maybe that was one of the mistakes they made. They made it slightly too long. They did. They, they literally got down to it. <laughs> it's not. It's not literal. I take it back. They didn't get literally down to it all day long. They got down to it for almost five minutes. Yeah, they got down to it for possibly one minute too long. Yeah, but it's it's it got a great feel to it, and I can see why they you know enjoyed it. I enjoy the chorus. is is really cool. Someone turned the swan down, which you know, this is the Cali era. I I might struggle to turn the swan down. Really. Hmm. I mean, I do have to say, at that point, I was in a committed relationship to my wife, so I would have had to have turned him down. Mm. But maybe, I, you know, I'm getting into murky waters here with the wife, who I know <laughs> listens. So, um, yes, I would. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. you, you, you're <laughs> taking yourself off. No, I would have turned him down. I'll be completely clear. I would have turned him down. Fine. I mean, I, it didn't come up, and it's unlikely to come up in the future. I did have to make that clear, though. Yeah, absolutely. Good chorus, though, because the bass disappears. It goes very trebly. The drums have a much smaller sound. Sounds like a, like a drum machine almost. The, the kick drum has such a busy kick pattern. It's, mm. Again, it's another example of a B-side that is so strong in different areas, it just doesn't necessarily work as a, a cohesive whole. I, I, I potentially would disagree with you, actually, Ben. I, I know where you're coming from, but I think this more than some of the others does sort of is it is in itself a recognisable entity. It's just not strong enough to make the album. No, maybe you're right because this is a lot more cohesive than the first two songs. Yes, I think it is. I just I think for for the other reasons we've outlined, it's a shame as well. And but maybe you know it. It does remind me very strongly of One Hot Minute. And I can maybe tell. That played, maybe that played a part in why it didn't make it. I don't get that One Hot Minute vibe as strongly as you do. What I, I was getting it so strong. 
Well, uh, well, house drunk. Hundred percent. Like how strong is your love? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I guess that. I just gave you the maximum. The maximum possible Hundred percent. The solo bit where it, it breaks down goes to the double time um, hi hat from Chad. The chord progression there is absolutely lovely. And what I really like about it is on the first time round, because it goes around maybe four times, but that first time they go through, it doesn't resolve to a final fourth chord. And mm. then it, it does the second time round. And then it's slightly more elaborate the, the third and the fourth time. But the first time, it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. And I love it when a song leaves you hanging and it doesn't resolve. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of guitar playing from John Fashante. It's a great bit of detailing. Mm. If you will. And that is, you know, testament to the, this particular band, but also the level of songwriting that they have, even songs that some people would never even have heard this song. Some people might not have. Not us. Well, well I'll tell you. Actually, it won't just be some people. There's an awful lot of people who have never heard this song. I'll tell you what, I'm going to do a straw poll in Hive on Monday. And I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to interview 100 people, COVID safe, of course, two metres from. Of course. Of Everyone course. will hand wash and be in masks. I will say, have you ever heard of the song How Strong by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes. I'll wager, unless I happen to bump into Amos. Amos, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's I, true. I think we should call him down. Yeah. Amos, hey, if I do bump into you, then you might have heard of this one, but you're probably the only person in Hive who could give me a positive yeah. on this one. And that's, yes, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that I suppose, is, is really speaks to the fact that bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and all bands, yes, they write songs for the, the, the fact they know the fans are going to enjoy, but realistically, this music is for them. They're making this for their own creative satisfaction. I because think it's... Basically, <laughs> basically, you know, as a percentage of the human population, hardly anyone is ever going to hear their music. Well, if you're going to take it down to a percentage of the human population, are you talking worldwide people alive now or worldwide peop all the people who've been alive through history? Because it's really going to get... Oh, Jesus. I mean, it gets minuscule if you do uh, the first one. I'll tell you now, one. no cavemen heard this. They haven't, well, even no heard one... <laughs> they haven't even heard Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <laughs> I, I know, they didn't. I, I don't know. It's no wonder they died. I've seen the Flintstones. I know for a fact that they had birds with big beaks being the, uh, the styluses on their vinyl. Yeah, well, they did have... That's, that's the strange thing about it. A lot of people still deny that cavemen had vinyl, but clearly, if you watch the Flintstones, it's there for all to see. Well, let's ask Pete Moore, uh, who lent us a vinyl of uh, Stadium Arcadium. How do you listen to your vinyl? Uh, do you use a, a regular stylus or a big bird beak? <laughs> yeah. Well, when we went to Limington, and it was Lindhurst, uh, I can confirm that they, they did use a regular uh, stylus for, for our particular record, because it was Pete's and we didn't want to damage it. But they, they did offer us the big bird beak as an option. There was a cockatoo in a cage. We'll say no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> California. Broke 
Kahn and Ads. Big, big volume for me. Mega volume for me. Probably the loudest volume I've ever heard. Really? Mm. Even when we used to sit next to speakers when we could be together and you had a speaker half a foot from your ear? Not as loud as that, but no. loud. What we, can, what we can do in these lockdown times. Mm. Million Miles of Water. Danny yeah. B-Side. It's on that uh, iTunes EP that we spoke of. Yes, yes. And that... that I'm, I'm pleased about that, Ben, because I think this is a, a great song. I think it's a, it's a fantastic two songs squished together. Well, I know what you mean, and I, and I do appreciate where you're coming from with that, but I think the <laughs> on this occasion I'm prepared to overlook the fact that it doesn't quite meld together as well as it could purely because the chorus is so good. The, the chorus from Hard to Concentrate. No, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing this to stand on its own two feet as a wonderful piece of music, and therefore I will not allow any derogatory comments to go <laughs> None! No derogatory comments <laughs> about this song at all. Well, I will allow you to say them. Whether I will endorse them remains to be seen. OK, well, let me say them, and then we'll see whether you endorse them. OK, fine. This is a guitar intro for the ages, a bass intro for... This is awesome when this song starts. What a riff. It really it grabs yeah. you, doesn't it? By, and I won't say what it grabs you by. It grabbed me by the proverbial belt buckle, Ben, and it drove me out of my chair, and I was strumming away playing air guitar. I was loving it. It's a absolutely... Fantastic. Oh, this is album worthy, this opening riff. This is single worthy. I mean, this is wow. off. Yeah, this is, this is off stadium. I'm, I'm not talking about the whole song. I'm talking about this introduction. It yes. hits hard and it hits fast. And in a major, and I mean major, leaflet campaign. But Ben, once the vocals come in, the verses, for mm. me, they fit the riff quite wonderfully they're so good this is of all the songs we're going to talk about today of a lot of the songs that made the album cut nothing's as good as what the swan does on the vocals on this song because he's working against the guitar and he's working against the bass he runs mm. on doesn't he on the line mm. think you need a rest you will live to fight another round he's running against where you think you would stop talking or singing at that point this mm. is Utter genius from, from this one. And yet, I know you have a problem with this song. Yeah, the chorus. Because it's, it, it's a chorus for a different song. But I'm going to break it down into two parts, I think. Because mm. the, I have, cannot say enough good things about this first part of the song. The guitar, the bass is so tightly locked in. The groove that Chad creates by having that open hi-hat. And he's, you can just feel like he's sat back in his chair while he's playing this. Oh, it's yeah, a, it's laid. It's, it's a fast riff, but he is laid back. Oh, I just say laid. I say laid back, just for, just for, for to, greater to, clarity. For clarification. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that sure. people know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. on, <laughs> online, there's a great lesson by our, but well, I say our friend, Nikola Gugowski. He's actually our friend, nor has he ever contacted us, nor have we ever spoken to him. But we have spoken about him before. You want someone well, like I, 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 I think of him as a friend. Yeah, as do I, because I've watched him so much online. There's a good lesson here if you're a guitar Well, let's not rule it out. 
No. Well, he's got a million subscribers, which I Well, let's know. rule it in, then. Yeah, well, well, let's rule it in. So I know for a fact it's almost a million more than we've got. Uh, uh, yes, they've liked and subscribed. Well, they so, smashed uh, that button. They really did smash that button. <laughs> His button is smashed right up. This button's and completely that, broken. Our button is pristine. No one's ever, well, no one's ever touched it. No, we, we haven't even bought one, because we're not on YouTube. No, but if we were... We'd have a pristine button. We would. Seriously, mate, this guitar part opens up on that lovely big E minor. Then you've got the B minor, and John does a little, little, little detail here. It's a GTP that I'm going to talk about. About time, Ben. Whilst, yeah, well, thank you, Sam. Whilst coming out of that B minor, instead of just going to the next chord, which I think is a, a G, he slides up one, one fret on the top E string. Listen to it. You get the E minor. Bam, bam. B minor four times. And then he just slides up. Then goes to the G. Check it out. Yeah. It's subtle on the record. It's much more clear on uh, our friend Nikola Gagoski's uh, lesson. It's phenomenally good guitar playing. Flea is so completely locked in. It's so mm -hmm. tight. I think this is a single-worthy piece of... Le it's, a, it's almost an album-opening-worthy track. That's better than Danny California. For, well, for me, yeah, but, but in, my, in my humble opinion... The problem you've got, Ben... Is it wasn't is written by Tom Petty. It, well, you know, as you say, there's two distinct parts to this song. I personally am able to look look beyond it because I find both equally enjoyable and I adore the chorus. So do I. So do I. I adore it. No, I adore it more than you. Well, I adore it. On a scale of 1 to 266, how much do you adore it? 266. Honestly... And I knock off one, 265. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm maxed. Obviously, you're 266, yeah. So. But, but the problem is, it doesn't match the rest of the song. You've got a doesn't fantastic... doesn't match me. I'm, I'm overlooking it. You can't, overlooking you it. can't think that this song... Are you going to put this on the album? I'll tell you why you won't, because yeah. you're too slow to answer. A, it's two different songs. B, it goes I on too long. Give me a chance. No, well, I won't. The chorus goes on too long as they cycle out of it. It goes on three times. It's too long. No. Doesn't matter. Does that that actually doesn't matter? Do you know why? Tell me. Because it's such a good chorus that they realised they were onto a good thing and cycled it through an extra couple of times. I don't mind that, Ben. Well, why not cycle it through twenty times and just have the whole album being <sighs> that chorus? There are limits. There are limits. They're operating under constraints from the what record you, company. What did you say about limits? Sometimes limits of control. I'll stretch them as far as you can. You've always said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did John say about limits? Oh, he said, yeah, he said, limitations are set only then, can you go all the way? All the way? Yes. By your specifications and what you truly believe in, John said limitations are set. Ah, but the problem is, Ben... Uh, but then he I, said, I keep, only then can you go all saying, the way. I keep saying your name because these, these points are strong. These limitations are set by the album company. They said... The album no company? Song, <laughs> They have they have <laughs> <laughs> the record company. Yeah. The CD said, company. No song, no, <laughs> no song should have a chorus that's repeated more than three times at the end. And that's why this song couldn't get on. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I like about the, the choruses. 
So I've, I've waxed lyrical about the. Oh, uh, Christ! I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we've gone off on one, but we haven't actually said anything. <laughs> <laughs> the swan is absolutely awesome on those verses. Let's get to the chorus. It's ethereal. Chad moves to the right. Flea starts roaming around. So so high. Well, Jeff stops the aggressive, aggressive strumming. He moves up to those very chimey high arpeggios. Again, an arpeggio, we made this GTP a couple of episodes ago. An arpeggio is where you are picking through chords or picking through notes, playing them individually mm. to form yeah. a chord. Beautiful, beautiful backing singing from, from John. I have nothing to say about the choruses apart from they're absolutely beautiful, absolutely yeah. wonderful. But it's, it's not the chorus for this song. No, in my, no, and I am No, and and that that I think is, I mean, you are right. There's there's no denying it, and that that makes it all the sadder because, for for me, and I think for a lot of people, in your humble this opinion, chorus is absolutely fantastic. The it, verses are the verses are strong. You know, they are strong, but they're not. They're not. A, this this chorus is i could listen to it all night then i really could as we move through the choruses john's backing vocals thicken up fleas roaming around even more basically what i'm saying is the chorus gets more beautiful the solo the pre-bends the releases are absolutely beautiful uh, there's so much good stuff about this song honestly into verse three that john the lead is the lead stops after solo and John has a little bit of repeating licks in the left ear going over that wonderful riff that we've talked about. The intro yeah, riff. Yeah. So, so good. So, so good. Um, but the, the chorus at the end last too long. And it wasn't to be. No, it wasn't to be. For good reason. Shouldn't have been on the album. Do you think they should have been on the album? Yeah. All right, what are you taking off? Hang on, I'm going to look at the song list. What are you going to take off? Are you taking off Storm in a Teacup? Yeah. Okay, that's it. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> He's removed Storm in a Teacup for a mi- uh, million miles of water. Lovely He's stuff. Well, I mean, you know, these are hypotheticals. But, you know, imagine if we lived in a world where we had to make that decision. We don't have to make that decision because we've got this song available to us. Yes, we have, yeah. We've got, we, you know, we've got the best of both worlds, so to speak. But imagine if they'd just released this once and said, this is a song that could have potentially made the album, but it didn't because we decided not to put it on there. And they played it and it affected us as deeply as it has this evening and then removed it from existence. That would have been a crime. Agreed. I think we can both agree on that. And having both agreed, shall we move on to Bunker Hill? Yeah, yes, yes. Have you got yes, anything else to say sure. about... Uh, Anything else to say about Million Miles of Water? Oh, I'm disappointed that you don't like it as much as I do. I love the two sections. Mm. Okay, well, let's move well, on. Yeah, but only 265. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so we did the measurement earlier. <laughs> what? Oh, that! Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that, yeah. Sorry, couldn't pump up to 266. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. Love the first time to the chain. Getting off too hot, got head on for the enemy. I look like you, I feel the same. You don't even know my 
This is Ben from the future. After the recording, while I'm editing, listening back to our conversations about Bunker Hill and whatever we want, I think we could have talked a bit more in depth about Bunker Hill, which is a song that is very popular amongst the fan base and deserves a bit more uh, detailed analysis than we gave it. Uh, so we will revisit that in a future podcast. I don't think we'll bother with whatever we want for reasons that will become clear. So enjoy what we've got to say. It's just not uh, in that much detail about those two songs. Uh, now back to Ben and Sam from the past. Coming out of Bunker Hill, Tone, what do you think of Bunker Hill? Uh, ben, I think, like so many other people within this community, Bunker Hill is held in high regard. High regard? It's a great song. It's a great it, song. It really is. It is a absolute belter. Let's let's start with the, the million dollar question. Should it have made the album? Well, the problem is, there's not a real album for it to go on, because it's a fortune failed B-side, so what are you going to stick it on? Well, when you put it like that... <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder to know, isn't it? Yeah. Um, would you have put it on, um, by the way, or would you have put it on Stadium? Mm. I'd have put it on Stadium, because I'd certainly... I, I could certainly knock out a Stadium track, but I'd rather have Bunker Hill on. I'm knocking one out. It's Animal Bar. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's been looking for an excuse to get rid of Animal Bar for the last for years, 15 years. Since 2007 Finally, he's been given the chance. Well, put it this way, I think it's album quality. Yes, yeah, so do I. And actually, you, you can feel the extra level of polish on it, because you've got the bongos running through the, yeah, the, the that, second I mean, chorus and, and on the outro. Whether it's needed or not is another question. Do you think the bongos are, are justified? Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy it when that when they come in. I think that sounds fantastic. Okay, so we're talking about Bunker Hill, recorded for the Cali session, apparently, and then re-recorded for the Greatest Hits session. So, yeah. actually, maybe the question is, should it go on Cali? And what we said earlier was complete bollocks. Should it should it go on Cali? Now is the question. That that was the question I was asking. I didn't want to pick you up, so I didn't. But well, um, thank you because I appreciate you not embarrassing me on the on the internet. Yeah, should it have gone on Cali? And I, I think there's a, there's a, you know, you can make a case that it should. It is, it does suffer from the same problems as many of these other B sides, and it is slightly disjointed. Um, less well, so, possibly, than others. I think A, I can tell that you really believed that last thing you said, and B, I think it's the most cohesive song we've listened to so far. I think this yeah. is. Yeah. Of all the songs we've listened to, this is the most album-worthy track. It does not sound like a Californication track by any stretch of the imagination, which is why I slipped up earlier when I said, is it a By The Way or Stadium track? Very easy mistake to make, very easy mistake to make, and I'm sure we've all made it. Have you well, made it? <laughs> no, I haven't. One of the reasons I like it is I, I love the tone that, that Anthony brings to it. Ah, it's, it's awesome, yeah, beautiful. His, vo you know, those vocal habits that he had during that time are so nice and they so thick, and he had so much variation as well. That's what I love. He he was so capable at this time and so natural. I just think, um, you know, it's a joy. It really is a joy to behold. And at this time, because of the confusion and because of when it was recorded, <laughs> yeah. it could either be his lovely tone during the Californication sessions. It could be his tone during the By The Way sessions. It could be his tone during the bit in between By The Way and Stadium Arcadia when he did the greatest hits. So, you know, it's all 
it's all a fantastic tone from the swan all round, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think we must plump for the reworked version from the Greatest Hits sessions of 2003. Okay, you're going for that. I am now. <laughs> come, at, come at me, internet. <laughs> Man. Come at me, swan. Oh, oh you just popped it back quiet. on. Loved it. <laughs> Dan Boyd said, That baseline dough. JJ, our man in the northeast, our drum ambassador, said it was the first B-side after that he heard after realising the Chili's was his favourite band. Months on mm. repeat. He loves the chorus. He loves the staccato breakdowns, which I will talk about. He, yeah. He, um, he made me want to start learning the guitar. So the question is, Jack, did you start learning the guitar or did he just make you want to start learning the guitar? Ah, okay, yeah. He loves those soft do's in the last chorus as well, which are magical. So much good stuff to say about this song. What an epic opening. You've got those jungle drums from Chad. You've got that yeah. massive bass part. Yeah, earth, earth rumbling drums. Earth rumbling. And we'll have to ask you to stop doing that. I was saying the jungle drums. Earth rumbling drums. Earth rumbling bass. John coming on those chords. Low, low, low chords. Going up to the high. Well, they're not low, low, low. They're kind of... Mid chords going up to high. The medium, swan, medium, 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 medium to high, high, high. The swan with that vocal build really works. And when it kicks off, yeah. But oh, we're in, aren't we? What yeah, a baseline! Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that baseline though. I agree with him completely. What I agree with him one hundred and ten percent. If that's possible, I agree with him two hundred and sixty-six percent. Well, let's not get into that because we all know that you can't go above hundred; otherwise, it's nonsensical. No, but the great thing is if you set your own boundaries, well, that's when limit- they can go all the way. Well, the yeah, well, limitations are set. <laughs> yeah. So I've set them at 266. Well, I've set my limitations at 267. So I'll, I'll say this now. Episode 48, if that indeed is this episode number. Hard to tell. I think it's 47. We are setting the new measurement at 266. Well, that's if the maximum to endorse it. Yeah, if you want to get on board with this new measurement of, of 266... Get online, support it, we can push it, and hopefully we can make it, you know, globally recognised. Get on the Patreon. Yeah, 266. Yeah. Support us on the Patreon. We're, we're not asking you to support us on the Patreon for any of the other stuff we've ever done. All the chilly stuff we've done. It's only on the measurement of 266 being the maximum measurement. Yeah. <laughs> we're pushing it then, aren't we? Mate, we push boundaries all the way. Well, we've said it, John said it, we're busy, busy, busy. What's that you're scratching your back with? Oh, it's a dusting noodle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, of course, Sam can see me. Can you see how short it is now? Oh, that's in- incredible. Yeah, and look at that. And you can just scratch your back with it. I've, I've just got it out. Look at me, I'm literally dusting my shelves behind me. He is. This, He's not ex- having to move out of his chair. This extended dusting noodle. It's perfect for people who are particularly lazy. I love how the the verses move to the chorus of that staccato bit it's very mm. you have that bam bam into that wonderful chorus and that that staccato bit is very very reminiscent of the beatles getting better as soon as i as soon as i heard that again because mm. when, when i first heard this it didn't remind me of getting better but it did this time uh, have you heard the Beatles getting better off Sgt. Peppers? I do. I know Sgt. Peppers very well. And, it starts uh, off with... Bow, 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 bow. Really, bow, really. Bow, bow. Yeah. yeah. It's getting better all the time. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah he does know. He does know. Yeah. But the, the point here, I think, is that not only are those staccato sections welcome, they're not as unwelcome as some of the other changes in rhythm and whatnot that we've discussed throughout this episode. You're right. I don't happen to think the staccato sections are needed. Would it work without them is my question. Would it just, would it just segue in or seeg as it's spelt? Yes, would it? Would it? Would it? Would it seeg in? And would that have potentially aided its cause on getting onto one of the albums that it may have been written during? Well, it could have been Blood Sugar. It could have even been. <laughs> <the> Uplift- <laughs> I mean, I'm lobbying for this to be on the Uplift Mofo Party Plan at this stage. I, I'm fairly sure this was written during their very first uh, rehearsals back in uh, in the early '80s. I've read Acid for the Children, and Flea does mention. <laughs> Flea does mention that he was writing the baseline for Bunker Hill and was lobbying, <laughs> lobbying for it to be on that Fear album. <laughs> Never made it, of course. Yeah. Never no, made it. it wasn't until at least Californication that it was considered. No, you're quite right. And um, I mean, this, this is a major problem. Well, the problem with these with this conversation is it's trifold. A it, a lot of what we're saying is, is not real. B, a lot of what we're saying is not real. And C, a lot of what we're saying is not real. Yeah, true. As John said, I don't know the real from what I thought I saw. Wow. And is that why Bunker Hill never made it onto Californication? Or, mm, or Freaky Styler? Or, the Red Hot Chili by Peppers. the way, or... <laughs> Stadium Or the getaway. Or possibly even the new yet yet untitled album. But it might be on that. Oh, should we... Oh, this is a new game. Should we see if we can guess now what the new album's going to be called? Okay. Do you want to take five and come back, or do you, are you happy to do it live? By take five, do you mean have five guesses or take five minutes? Take five minutes to try and work out what the new album might be no, called. Off top I don't of see head. how that could possibly help. No, you've got. You have to go. You've got three guesses. Okay. All right. Right. So, I'll go first, and, and then you go. But okay, you'll go. Um, you'll go first, third, and fifth. Okay. First one. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Comeback, baby. No, comeback, king, sweet baby. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Comeback, comeback, king, sweet baby. Yeah, because of John being the comeback king, and he's a sweet baby. Okay, lovely. I'm going to go for the lockdown. Uh, okay, what what's that to do with? Um, John's return being he's been in lockdown since he left the band. You got it. You're a wise man. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, second, I'm going to go for reunited at last. Four kings together. That will never be the album title. Do you want to have another second guess? That's, that's no, genuinely no. terrible. But you can't rule it out. No, you can't rule anything at this stage. So what was it? What you just said. <laughs> Reunited the last four kings together. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to get down to William Hill and put it down on that. Okay. I will go for... Funk Me Up. Oh, come on, mate. That is ridiculous. 
Well, hang on. What is it? What, what is it? That's, that's, that's ludicrous. <laughs> is it? Would you describe it as more ludicrous or less ludicrous than here we go again, four kings together? A, that's not what I said. And B, yes, it is more ridiculous. All right, what's your third selection? Uh, um, my third selection is, and these are all off the top of my head. I can tell. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I think I've got it, actually. Brilliance personified Kings of Funk. Hmm. I think there's more chance of that being released as... Just Brilliance personified. No, well, no, Brilliance personified brackets Kings of Funk. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I meant it. I like that. That's your best one. Well, these are just what I'm feeling at the time. Okay, and I've got a pretty strong contender for my third one. Okay. Just simply, California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the pre-sequel to Californication. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Before it got any other letters added to it. Yeah. Yeah, California. Oh, Californication 2? That would be Eagles-like. In what sense? I don't know. Did the Eagles do a 2 and a 1? Very difficult to tell. <laughs> right, it's they, been done. It's been, it's, they, it's, they, sorry, it's been done. <laughs> there must be some level in your brain that you, that you thought the Eagles did something like that. Ah, uh, no. I mean, it could be the Eagles. The Eagles it, did it like might. California, though. No, but, I mean, people have done, like, like Meatloaf. Did Meatloaf do Meatloaf 1 and Meatloaf 2? Oh, that's all happened. Yeah, Van Halen did a lot of Van Halen records. Yeah, Queen, that's Queen what did. I mean. Yeah, Queen, Queen did. So Greatest I just said the Eagles. I said the Eagles. Mm. You know, Queen did Great Hits One, Great Hits Two, Great Hits Three, and conceivably Great Hits Four. Well, they did have a little good song. So, that's well, fair what enough. did what did Extreme do? They did Extreme, 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 extreme Two. Well, they did Extreme Two, two Porn and Graffiti. Mm. Then yeah. they did Three Sides for Every Story. Then waiting for the punchline. Um, but the point, the point here really is that you you truly believe that the next album is going to be called Californication Two. No, I believe it's just going to be called California. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the real point. If we're going to listen, listen, brother. Let me just say that you you truly believe that. You truly believe that the new album is going to be called California? <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to glean anything from the past five minutes, then yeah. yes, if you want, then that's, yeah, that's fine. That's what you believe, and you will stand by that in public. Well, not only will I, I am. <laughs> yes. If the Swans going to do with it, he will bloody call it that. Right, with, we must go back to Bunker Hill, though, because we've got massively waylaid on, on the best song. Now, oh, had... so, uh, now that's, that's telling. Is that? You, yeah, well, of course it's telling. You, you're saying that's the best song. Oh, that is telling, yeah. It's the best song on, out of these six. Okay, well, I personally like Million Miles of Water. I could tell. Yeah. Now, the chorus of Bunker Hill switches from the verses, because in the verses you had um, John playing chords and Flea really pumping away on, the, on that single note line. On the choruses, 
brilliant switch. Flea starts playing double stops, two notes at a time, and John starts playing a, a one-note sliding motif. It's such a beautiful... This is such a great chorus for this, for this mm. song. Works brilliantly. Then it breaks down off that chorus into the jungle beat again for a couple of times round, which sounds brilliant. Then when you get into verse two, you've got a new guitar in the left ear. I think it's difficult to tell. This song is difficult to pick stuff out sometimes. It sounds like a busy kind of repeating arpeggio. Then into the chorus, like we said earlier, you've got the bongos. And, and you know me, I'm a bongo player. You are a bongo player. Speak to me about how you approach the bongos, both, both mentally in your brain and physically as you walk up to them. Okay, mentally, I, once I've set them up, I know that they're there really to use. So then I, I'm preparing my approach, and you, you can't underestimate the power of a bongo, so you have to be cautious as you approach. The explosive nature of a bongo. Yeah, so I almost sneak up on them from, from, the, from the side, because, of course, a bongo can't see, can't see you. It's like a fly. If you approach it from a, a tight angle... It can't necessarily detect you. No, I, think you're complete, I think you're completely mistaken there. I think you'll find a fly has got very wide eyes. You can see from almost... From above. If you hit a fly from above, though, it can't detect oh, you. Oh, so you approach the bongo from, from above. So you sit down on it in a straight line. Well, in the same way that you would approach a fly from above, you have to approach the bongo from a very tight angle at the side. Sure. And then once you're there and you're on top of it, then, of course, you're free to play. You're the master of that bongo, then. You're the master... And my personal approach to playing the bongo, and, and this is what I hear from a lot of, I mean, I'm by no means a qualified player, but I play every single beat. I play many, many beats at a single time. It's like this, look. You I see can, what I'm doing? I can see what you're doing. So you have to be deeply involved with the beat. And That's is that, my... Is that that? I, I've never had any musical lessons. As you know, I'm a pure player of feel and belief. And I just play as I hear it. And when I play the bongos, I play I play deep and true, and I play every as many times as I can within a single beat. When you're on the bongo, do you ever set any limitations? I do. Uh, you have to. The, and the reason I say that is because <laughs> once you set the limitations, <laughs> uh, then you can go all the way. I knew, because I've seen you. I've, I've looked at you playing the bongos before. For example, at Hangar Farm when we did the Hangar Farm gig, I thought, that yeah. guy is going all the way. So, technically, he must have, earlier on, set some limitations. Well, I think we've covered Bunker Hill nicely there. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to whatever I'm we sure want? everyone else would agree. So we can have whatever we want, and I have to say that we've enjoyed some wonderful songs tonight, but this is, to my ear, sub-Nirvana throwaway stuff. 
Mm. What did you make of it? Yeah, it sounds kind of grungy, doesn't it, to begin with? Yeah, and they've got the, the bass line following the guitar line very simply. Yeah. Uh, mate, do you want to talk about it? Or uh, I mean, I've well, got quite strong feelings about how poor this song is. I like the addition, the, you know, the guitar, and then there's a, an additional instrument in the left ear. Yeah, another, another guitar, guitar, yeah. That's yeah, fine. So. I like that. I like that addition. Gives it a bit of depth. Eh, mild depth. I'd say it's about what, uh, 30 centimetres beneath the surface. Well, yeah, but I know, but depending on what you are, that's quite deep. Well, if you're a tadpole, I suppose it might be deep. But if you're yeah. human, and I am, I went diving. I went scuba diving. I was 50 metres below. I barely heard that. You've never um, been scuba diving in your life. All right, well, okay, well, yeah, which one... Okay, yeah, well, which one of us... qualified. Which one of us can say what the acronym SCUBA means? I can. Go on, then. Uh, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Yes, he can. And I, uh, I'd just like to confirm that I could have also have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or could you? <laughs> oh, wow, because you can't turn back time, can you? Exactly. Unless you go if back to I the could... future. Well, great knowledge on what uh, the acronym SCUBA means. Okay, well, what does SWAT mean? Uh, SWAT, SWAT yeah. team. Yeah. Oh, and now you've put me under the... Uh, I have, because I, uh, I feel that I have to win one. Oh, Christ. Well, OK, I don't know. Um, you, you do, say do you it, and then I'll... I'll say it, then, you can, then I'll edit out me saying it, then you can claim that you knew it. Well, no, you say it, and I'll, I'll see if I knew what it was. Uh, I think you probably will know what it was. It's Special Weapons Special Weapons Attack Tactics. He did know it! <laughs> My God, look at him go. He was straight on it. Man, this is this is a rough ride, but we move it, on to we move whatever on. we want, which is an even rougher ride. I think. Oh God, have we not even gone through this yet? No, I mean, just here's the question: Should the song be on the album? And it was a fortune favorite single, so should it have been on Red Hot Chili Peppers, Freaky Styley, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, Mother's Milk, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Sex Shack? Oh, it went to Connery. One hot minute. Uh, Californication, by the way, Stadium Arcadium, I'm With You, or The Getaway. My, my initial thoughts are I, I like the overall heaviness. I'm, 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 I've leant away from the microphone and I'm yeah. tossing my head sideways in disgust. Yes, there are some difficulties here. You don't like it at all, do you? Man? It's utter wank. Oh, come on. I, wouldn't, I mean, that's just overly harsh. It's not, mate. This is, is. This is. This is. This is what I'd expect from any other band to be a B-side. Mm. Yeah, okay. No, I know what you're saying. We've, got, you're, I, we've got too used to having really... We've talked about five songs, which are all quality songs, and they're mm. B-sides. We get quality on these B-sides. Mm. And then when, you get, when something like this happens, it's a big shock. This is just a normal B-side for any other band. Well, I'd, I'd, then I'd go further than that. I'd say this potentially is, for some bands, this is as good as they, they can produce. Well, like, it reminded me of Andrew WK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, no, WK. Yeah, sure. No, I know what you're saying. I, uh, personally, as a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, I find this to be a, a song that I find reasonably enjoyable. But it's not. if you were trying to break out as a... As a band, this would never get you anywhere. 
No, it certainly wouldn't. This is, ironically, it's the most. Ex- it's got a couple of really extreme sounding moments in it. Mm. Well, I don't think that is ironic, Ben. Or don't you think it's? Why don't you think it's ironic? Well, because although you and I are fans of extreme, and there are many millions of people who are realistically the reality of, about extreme is that they came at the arse end of a craze and they and they straddled two musical genres and they have not been as successful as either of you know as other of as other bands who who were on the other sides of those genres more successful bands, if you will. Yes, <laughs> yes. Extreme struggled because they came in the late 90s. Yeah. They were perfect for that scene and the album Extreme Extreme. What an album, by the way. Um, it's yes. very of its time. It's a bit under However, Paul and, and even Porno Graffiti. Well, Porno Graffiti blew up, and uh, that was 1990. But yes, but it only blew up for one reason. What's the reason? More than words. Oh, yeah. And which was the least representative song on the entire album. Exactly. If you were a music listener in 1991 hmm. who yeah. liked more than words and you bought pornography, and I know this to be true. I know you know my, it to be true. My best friend of the time, when I said, oh, we, we me and Ben, or you, obviously you got into Extreme first. But I said, my, bro- my brother likes Extreme, and I subsequently have got into Extreme. Is that, is that, is that, is that a, a quote? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my, <it's>, <laughs> 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 That's what he said. That's what I said. That's what I said when I was 12. My brother. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. My my brothers. So you said to your friend when you were 12. My brother likes My brother likes extreme. And I have subsequently got into <laughs> extreme. Yes, they are my words. And he, he per- firstly said, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "What does he said? What does subsequently mean?" Yeah. Um, but the, my point is this, Ben. Um, oh, I'm fucking crying! Yeah. At, at that point, I said. I said that, and he said, oh, my dad, who was, I don't know, in his mid-40s... He's probably the same age ...has got porn and graffiti. Yeah. Now, his dad was into recent music and had, and this is my point, had bought porn and graffiti on the strength of more than words. And thought the rest of it was shit. And then never listened to the rest of porn and graffiti because it's not, you know, representative of of the album. So hmm. there we go. That's, okay. that's, that's the point. So right. it absolutely did happen, and, I, and I, I experienced it firsthand as a 10-year-old. And I tell you this, it wasn't easy. Anyway, how wank is this song? Do you want to say anything <sighs> yeah. nice about it? I don't. No, I, initially I, do, I did like it because of its heaviness, but then, again, it kind of lost its way. It's boring. 
Goes nowhere. Yeah. Goes nowhere. God, I mean, I, I've got to be honest with you. If Ben, if you know, you're if you're being this negative, mm. it can't be that good because normally um, you find the positive in life. Uh, boom. I, I suggest, unless you've got anything good to say about the song, get on socials. The best thing we could have done about the song is talk about extreme. I'm crying because you said, because of what you said, my brother likes extreme. And subsequently, I became a fan. Oh, you idiot. You yeah. said that to your ten-year-old friend. Genius. If you want to hear more about Extreme, email me Ben Townsend Music at hotmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, become an ambassador. Become an ambassador for this Red Hot Chili Pepper show. We're ambassadors. We've got ambassadors all over the world, and they are as happy as Larry. They certainly are. That's the promise. If you become an ambassador, you will be as happy as Larry, even if your name is not Larry. Mm, Actually, I mean, it's not a legally binding promise, of course. No, and if your name is Larry and you, you you're not happy, no, it's not. That's no, not uh, down to us. Universally RHCP odd Sam, that is Sam on. That's me on uh, Reddit. Get me there. At Universally RHCP on Twitter for me, Sam. What are you on Twitter? At Stack Townsend, always there and readily available. I've got over 72 followers now. Back down, brother. You are going some. I know, mate. You should start an extreme podcast. I think a lot of them are linked to the podcast. Um, You know, they'll be disappointed with my output on that one. Mm. Uh, Hey-ho. Insta, follow me on University Speaking, RHCP underscore pod. How do you want to round it off, brother? I've got my big green noodle out. One, two, a one, two, three, four.